Hi, this is Jim Trella. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I'm also an employee of General Motors. The opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the host and any guests, and not the opinions of General Motors. Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. Today we're going to continue our three-part series with Susan Parente. Susan Parente is a project manager, consultant, speaker, author, and mentor who leads large, complex IT software implementation projects and the establishment of enterprise PMOs. She has over 20 years of experience leading software and business development projects in the public and private sectors, including a decade of experience implementing IT projects for the Department of Defense and other federal government agencies. Ms. Parente has a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from the University of Rochester in New York and a Master's of Science in Engineering Management from George Washington University in D.C. She has numerous project management, agile, risk management, and IT security certifications, and she is a CMMI and ISO 9001 practitioner. Let's hear how she brings all of this experience to agile and traditional teams. I'm looking at your abstract on the topic. I've got it sitting in front of me right now. And here, I'm going to read through this quickly. It said, I'd like to make the connection between grateful leadership and high-performing teams. This applies to both agile and traditional teams. And I'll use examples of both virtual and co-located teams. Let's talk about the challenges that there are and the differences between an agile and a traditional team and how grateful leadership still applies in both of those then we'll come to the co-located versus, versus virtual. Excellent. Thank you for keeping me on track, Jim. You're real good at that. Um, so agile versus traditional. Well, in agile, this, this just really makes sense. It makes sense with the 12 principles. It makes sense with uh, the agile manifesto. The idea of grateful leadership, appreciating people for what they do, acknowledging them, for what they contribute to the team is is really fundamental to agile. Unfortunately, in traditional teams, I think it's a little bit harder. It's not that it doesn't exist, but it takes a project manager who's going to have a more um, servant leadership style, which we've talked about servant leadership before, grateful leadership, yeah. where where mm -hmm. they're going to extend themselves to team members. They're going to ask what they can do to help, how they can support them, what the, what, what the leader, what the PM can do to help make sure that that team member is successful. And that servant leadership style, although it melds well with agile um, project management, it's also great to use for traditional project management. And if you think about a project manager on a project where you felt acknowledged and appreciated and supported, they were probably using servant leadership or possibly grateful leadership, which is which is awesome. And unfortunately, in in the delegative style that traditional project managers have, that's something they tend to forget. And they tend to focus instead on what didn't get done and when are you going to have this report or when is this task going to be done? instead of focusing on acknowledging people for what they're contributing, um, that helps to motivate people and energize them and feel like they're part of something bigger. I mean, the great part about being a part of a team is you're able to achieve something that by yourself you couldn't. And to not be acknowledged for what the team is creating, what you're doing that helps the team to create that 
is really like driving around a car without filling the gas tank. I mean, eventually it's just going to stop moving. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not going not going to happen anymore. And there are a lot of traditional project managers that get frustrated with their team members, but they're maybe not doing some of that acknowledgement and they're, you know, they're frustrated because their team members aren't motivated and they're not producing and they're not performing. And, you know, it's maybe, maybe a little here and there acknowledgement about, about what somebody is doing for that team and, and, and really what they're providing to the team is what I'm, I'm focusing on, not just as an individual, but who they are for the team that allows the team to perform well. You just said, and I want to kind of parrot it back to you or paraphrase it, the fact that as people come onto the team, you need to you need to acknowledge them. It's not about what still has to be done. It has it has to do with what has been done. And one of the points that I heard you subtly say, but I'd like to try to bring it out, is the fact that acknowledging strengths in a person adds to the team it adds to the team because if you know the strengths that are with each person you know who to go to when you need that particular strength therefore the team when you start to run into it could be the crunch times it could be it could be something that you need creativity instead of the left brain people you know these type things you if you are if if you pay attention to what people are doing and what their strengths are then you can actually help move the team along and help it become more high performing because you know who can do what and who might need a little help doing other things. Does that make sense? It does. And actually it, it melds with Tuxman's stages of development, which goes back to either the sixties or early seventies. Um, and Tuckman's stages of development talks about um, what, yields to what leads to team performance to a high performing team and people know it as um forming storming norming performing i hope i got that right um but what but what what tuckman says about that is that in that um forming and storming i think it's particularly in the storming stage where you start to have some conflict you actually realize who's good at what And when you realize that and take advantage of who's good at what, that's norming. And that's how you get from storming to norming. It's like you have to get frustrated with the creative person or get frustrated with the organized person to then realize, oh, it's really great that you're great at that. Like, don't go to the organized person and, you know, who has to think through everything and et cetera, and say, let's do a creative brainstorming session that that may not be their thing. And don't go to the person who's creative and say, I want you to, you know, create, you know, put, put structure here, or um, how do you say, you don't want to, you don't want to stifle a person who's creative and you don't want to push a person who's organized to be disorganized <laughs> to create, to create in, in that space. And that's kind of, Understanding what each person brings allows you to then assign tasks to the right people and not assign as the project manager necessarily. It could be the team assigning to each other. So it works 
in agile where the team is self-organized and it works in traditional project management where the project manager would actually assign different things to people and i'll be honest with you one of the re one of the ways that i learned about this creativity versus organization i'm just using those two characteristics but there's many um i had a brilliant creative person on my team and i was always very organized about leading my teams always providing a lot of direction putting a schedule together staying on course and this creative person very nice uh, colleague of mine pulled me aside one time and he said you know you're really great when we're trying to get stuff done and making sure it gets done on time and making sure we get to the end goal. He's like, all of that is really awesome. He said, however, when we start the project, there's like an opportunity to create and innovate. And I love that opportunity, but you're focused on directing in the schedule. He's like, if you could kind of ease up around that a little bit, it would be really helpful and I might actually be able to contribute something along the creative, innovative nature that can help us in the long run. And then once we've got it all set up and we know what we're doing, then you can say, okay, is this done? Is that done? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? He's like, that would be awesome. But if you could just ease up on that in the beginning of the project. And I was like, wow, that's really, really valuable. You know, at, at first you're always kind of taken back by like any sort of, critique or anything yep. you know you're a little defensive but then i realized wow what he's actually saying is that my style of managing the team shouldn't be the same at the beginning as it is at the end and, and that's really valuable now what i will say when it comes to grateful leadership there's a space through the whole project life cycle to be a grateful leader yes. whether you're delegating or whether you're being participative or whether you're using a laissez-faire leadership style, no matter what leadership style you're using, you can meld grateful leadership with it, which is awesome. There's really no time that it's not appropriate to be a grateful leader. And I, I agree with that because at the beginning, when you're getting into the, the, the pieces, you're, you're learning about all of the people that you have on your team, especially if it's a new team, obviously. And as you learn them and you start to acknowledge people for what you see in them, that's when they start that's when you start to recognize it that's when you start to to find out who can do what when kind of like what you were just describing and when they're when they're going to be most useful in the project um i hope that didn't come out wrong but there are times when you can take advantage of a person's strengths and there are times when you don't have to take advantage of it and they can be doing other things and take that a step further then there's an opportunity for people to actually grow. So the person that I say that I am the more logical organized person, there's an opportunity for me in every project to extend my ability to be creative. Because the goal is not to, oh, well, Susan's not creative. She's never gonna be creative. There, of course I'm creative. I'm creative in lots of different ways. It's just not my default space. Right. The neat thing is when I allow myself to be creative, it's sort of like a totally untapped resource because it's not something I'm doing all the time. So I'm often amazed when I give myself the leeway to go be creative as to what I create. Um, so I also think that as as human beings, we want to we want to develop in the areas we're weak in so we can be more well-rounded 
And we want to, as we get farther in our career, we don't want to use our strengths as crutches. Um, a, a wise uh, leadership development person once told me, the strengths that got you to where you are today are not what it will get you to the next level. The, what you need to get to the next level is something that you haven't done. Mm -hmm. It's probably been your weakness. My favorite quote from this segment of the interview is, the strengths that got you to where you are today are not what will get you to the next level. This should be hung in every office and cubicle that you can find. This is so profound. And this is where the power of acknowledgement and grateful leadership are going to help propel you to the next level. I believe that Judy Umless, founder of the Center for Grateful Leadership, knows this deep in her heart, and that's why she is so passionate about the power of acknowledgement. In order for our culture to get to the next level, we have to embrace and encourage a culture of gratitude. I try to do this with my own family. So the question we should be asking ourselves is, what new skills or strengths are going to take us to the next level in our life? The Center for Grateful Leadership is full of people and resources that can help you on your grateful leadership journey. Go out to www.gratefulleadership.com and see what's new out there. And if you aren't already a member, join. Membership is free. I'm Jim Trella, and you've been listening to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. Remember to acknowledge someone each and every day.